From WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpotts. Hello, podcast listeners. I hope this episode finds you doing well. The month of August, it's here, and that typically means the start of a new school year is in sight for parents. But this year will look much different for students across the state as COVID-19 concerns cause schools to change up how students learn. Teachers are some of the hardest working folks I know. It is a thankless job, countless hours of instruction both in the classroom and many times outside of it. My guest this week on Uniquely Kentucky is a man that by day is one of those educators. By weekend and by night, he is encouraging his fellow teachers through his hilarious social media posts shot from his car and using the humor he has seen over his years in the classroom and as a principal to put a smile on the faces of others. This week, we are laughing with Mr. Gary Brooks. Uniquely Kentucky with Amber Philpot is brought to you by the WKYT News and Weather Apps, available on the App Store and Google Play. He is the guy that makes me laugh every single time I stop to watch one of his videos in my social media news feed. You can bet if there's one there, I'm going to stop and watch it. He has some like ridiculous amount of like 1 million followers on social media. I want to welcome Mr. Gary Brooks. How are you doing, sir? Good going. It's good. That's 2 million followers over 2 million, right at 2 million followers across all those, but I'm doing great. And I'm so very excited to be here with you this, uh, tonight. Two million followers. That is incredible. Did you ever think when you were a teacher in the classroom, you are still a teacher in the classroom, when you were a principal, that you would one day become sort of a social media star? It, it's, it is a total testament to social media. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, how can I do that? And I know a lot of the uh, the high schoolers and middle schoolers want to be, you know, a, a social media influencer. It was just by accident. I was at the right place at the right time. I put a humorous video up about state testing. And um, because of, you know, what I'm speaking on relates so well to every educator. It's not just Lexington, Kentucky, that these things are happening. It's everywhere. Um, it just blew up. And it's been amazing four years now of, of slowly gathering up. Um, and now I'm jumping into TikTok. So, I never imagined it would be that. It was completely by mistake, um, but an excellent testament um, to what social media is and what social media can do. Before we get into all of the humor and the antics, I want to go back. Um, when I first met you, you were um, the principal at Liberty Elementary here in Fayette County in Lexington. Talk to me about your love and your passion for education and for your students. Where does that come from and why was that something important for you to be doing with your time and your life's work? Well, I think most, you're fine with most educators, it's the same answer. They always had a love um, for teaching and a love for kids. And, you know, you know, I think you find most educators, um, their jobs in high school were summer camps and um, uh, working after school programs and babysitting. And so I think most teachers um, grow up with a love for education, a love for caring for students, and that's kind of the way it was for me. It was just natural um, to do those things. Um, I also kind of fell into a lot of leadership roles, um, you know, being the head lifeguard and being in charge of all the schedules. And so I kind of had both those, that balance in there, um, a love for wanting to be an educator, but also a leader. And so that just, that took me first into education and teaching in the classrooms, and then kind of the natural progression of going into um, administration in there. So I think like most teachers, 
it's a love that you have for kids that shines over into wanting to help and wanting to teach. Um, and it just ends up being a lifelong love and a lifelong passion. What first made you make that first video? I think if I read correctly, you were actually just trying to use some humor to lessen the anxiety among some of your fellow teachers about state testing. So I'm wondering when that first moment came of thinking about, I'm going to sit in my car, I'm going to shoot one of these videos, and we're going to, I'm going to let people listen to this in just a minute if, in case they haven't heard you before. But when was that moment when you knew that you could use humor to inspire and encourage your fellow staff members? Well, we were having a really stressful time, and I didn't realize it was come about, uh, going to come about us, on us. Um, I think state testing is, is useful, but I don't stress about it because it's just one avenue that we use in education. But teachers aren't that way. And so I was at Liberty. It was my first year there. And I noticed that all of a sudden everybody was getting tremendously stressed about state testing. And so I decided at that time I was walking in the morning for exercise about 5 a.m. And so I decided to shoot a funny video. Um, the state makes us take everything off of our walls for testing. And so I did a video um, with a blank, um, uh, with a blank um, bulletin board. And um, I said that they needed to fix this because there were staples in it. Just making humor of the idea that, you know, we would have to take staples out um, just to kind of lighten the load. And I sent that out to my staff. Um, then I put another video up about what principals do over Christmas break um, where I was in the building and I was, you know, doing the hula hoops like in PE and reading in the classrooms. And it went viral. Um, and so it was just a natural progression of doing things for my staff and sending them out personally just to really um, make fun of the things that we have to deal with on a daily day basis. And when it got out on social media, you know, like I said, what we find is what happens in Lexington, you know, happens in Honolulu and happens in Columbus and happens in, you know, Washington, D.C. And so when I put a video up about something that happened in our car rider line or in our cafeteria, then everybody was messaging, you know, going, we go through those same things. So just started on a whim with sending stuff out to relax the mood of state testing. And it just kind of grew from there. I know that you pull from many years of being around kids, being in schools. That's where you pull your stories and your humor for. So I want to take a moment and let people listen. Uh, this is a one of your videos that has been shared countless times um, on social media. And I think it's something that a lot of people, if you are in the school system or if you have small children, you can probably relate to this particular video. But I want people to take a listen uh, quickly in case they haven't found Gary Brooks on Online. For those of you that have never had the experience of working kindergarten lunchroom duty on the first day of school, I'd like to share with you some of the things that I actually had to say today during kindergarten lunchroom duty so you'll get a feel for what it's like. Here goes. Get that out of your mouth. Get that out of your ear. Get that out of your nose. You better not have swallowed your tooth. Yes, I know I have a big belly. No, you cannot die from eating too many sweet peas. Why are you trying to drink two milks? Quit spinning in your seat. I don't have any butter in my pocket. No, those are not real diamond rings. Why is your shoe on your tray? Your teacher is not a werewolf. Yes, I will be scared if a Tyrannosaurus Rex came into the cafeteria. Your brother did not invent Skittles. I love puppies. I love kittens. I love donkeys. Yes, I think it would be fun to ride a giraffe. Yes, I'm very scared of loud noises. That's what kindergarten lunchroom duty is like. <laughs> I could only imagine it's like 50 questions times 100. Clearly, when people listen to your videos or they watch them, uh, you go into a little bit of an alter ego, if you will, in terms of the personality that comes out in your videos. What's that all about? 
Well, it, it just kind of came about. It's more fun to say custodian than it is to say custodian. <laughs> and uh, it just kind of developed. I went to school in Alabama. And, you know, we have kids that speak that way. And it, it, that draw just came out um, as being more humorous. It's, you know, again, the, the uh, T-shirt is seriously dedicated to educators. Um, it, it's kind of been a trademark. Um, and it just kind of adds humor to the um, uh, to the situations that we're in. And really and truly, the situations that we deal with are very stressful. Um, but I want to add humor to them. So it was just a way to be able to develop a character beyond you know who I am and also add humor to the situations that we were dealing with. Gary, I know that you have stepped away from your role as principal, gone back into the classroom in a different capacity, really because you were in such high demand for your public speaking engagements. What has that been like and why was that something that you wanted to get out there and, and get on the road and be able to take your humor to other school districts and other teachers across the country? It was kind of both. Um, you know, I really feel like education is an excellent example that we need to go where we are most gifted at and where we're going to affect the most people. That was the reason I went from being a classroom teacher um, to 25 kids to an administrator of a school of 750. I felt like that's where my giftedness was. And, you know, I just realized having been asked by so many districts to go out to convocations, uh, to be able to bring um, a presentation to teachers, that I started um, uh, traveling on Saturdays, and I do an event where um, uh, it's a fundraiser for a school. I go to a school, they charge $20 for a ticket, they get part of those funds, um, and then I speak um, uh, I speak an encouraging keynote type thing. Um, and so I was absolutely loving that, but it was very stressful because I either had to leave half day on a Friday, um, and therefore I was leaving the, the, the school and nervous about what was gonna happen, or I had to leave after school on Friday, and then I was nervous that I was going to miss a flight. And so I just decided last year that I would want to go ahead and back away. And I um, spent the year as an interventionist, and I worked four days a week, Monday through Thursday, which gave me Friday to be able to travel. Um, I don't want to, didn't want to quit the schools. I wanted to be able to be there, be with the teachers, um, be with the kids. Um, and I also um, feel like I have a giftedness with intervention, being trained in reading recovery. And so I decided uh, to take that year um, just to be able to be in the classrooms, you know, half a day, four days a week and enable me to use, you know, the gifts that I feel like I've developed now to be able to go out and encourage teachers all over the place without having to be stressed out about not being there half day on Friday or having to worry about a flight. Um, so just kind of moved into an intervention position, which I've absolutely loved. And it's enabled me to travel all over the place speaking to teachers and convocations and, and events on Saturday. I would imagine, Mr. Brooks, that your inbox stays pretty full because I can imagine that once a teacher sees your videos, they say, oh, he has got to come to our district. He's got to come to our area to talk to our teachers. Do you stay pretty booked up? It's, it's been crazy. We, we originally tried to go to areas with a certain population, so we, we hit every um, city that had an NBA team because they have large populations. Well, then we were finding out that the smaller communities were also be able to pull people in. And so we are trying to hit every state. Uh, I think we've been to 36 or 37 of them now. Wow. And we're kind of on a, a back thing. Um, it's just been a blessing because it's an opportunity to bring teachers together on a Saturday in, you know, with their grade level, with their friends. It takes two hours. They go to lunch. They go to dinner. Um, and they, they just spend two hours getting encouraged and laughing with each other and, and really just developing a, a support system. So it's been a huge blessing to me. And, and from the feedback I get, you know, a big blessing to educators all across the United States.
You know, I, I agree. I think that um, teachers are incredible individuals. They don't get thanked often enough. You know, I do a lot of public speaking myself in a lot of schools, and I talk to kids about how education is that golden ticket. If they've seen Willy Wonka, it is their golden ticket that can allow them to be whatever they want to be, go wherever they want to go. But right now, education is being hit so hard because of COVID-19 and the concerns surrounding it. Talk to me about just the challenges and how hard it is to keep kids engaged and focused and giving them the education that they need to get in terms of everything being so very different. How hard is it right now? Well, this is probably obviously the most stressful time that we've ever dealt with in the United States. I think that we will probably ever see, um, with exception of, you know, long time ago. But, you know, in our generation, this is the most stressful time. And uh, it's tremendously stressful for teachers and it's stressful for parents. And, you know, we want what's there's not a teacher in the world that does not want to be standing in front of their kids. Um, But we also want to be safe, not only for the um, for educators, but also for the kids. And, you know, we're stressed out for the parents because, you know, in in my county, in Fayette County and the surrounding counties, we're all going virtual, which now puts those kids back in their homes when a lot of teachers have to work. A lot of um, teachers have their own kids. And so it's stressful on the parents. It's stressful on the teachers. We've not had a lot of training on this. They did a great job, um, you know, March through August, uh, March through May and April, uh, um, uh, March through May and June getting us through this. Um, and they're going to do a great job, but we, it's just, it's, it's really weird. It's, it's a, odd situation for the mental health of our teachers, of our parents, and of our students. Um, I think that they've done a great job. Our teachers are very much um, looking forward to, every teacher that I talk to is looking forward to getting back there. You know, I'm friends with, you know, I grew up in Florida, so I have all those people that are getting ready to go back to school, people online that are going, um, you know, with the kids. It's, it's weird. It's odd because they're nervous about their own safety. And so we are, we're in an unprecedented time. But I truly believe there's no better group of people to get us through this unprecedented time than educators. Um, so I know they will rise to the occasion to the best of their ability. Um, you know, we are going to be able to get through this. I think that we're going to be very much behind educationally um, because the kids will have not had in person, in front of you instruction. Um, but it's not going to be insurmountable. It's going to be something that we are going to be able to, um, you know, tighten our belt and, and get back to it once we can get through this stressfulness of the not knowing. You know, education is the number one priority. I know that. But I also know that so many of my friends who are educators love being able to love on their students and being able to see them and interact with them. And I know that that is one of the hardest things right now is when you can't physically be with your students that's really hard. I know you're someone like that that really cares for every one of your students. It is, and, and, and the toughness of going, you know, we went to school in March, and on one day we didn't see the kids anymore. And we kept thinking we'll be back in a couple weeks, a couple weeks, and so we ended the school year. At least they had the ability to have those relationships already built. They were able to Zoom. Some of them went and taught in the driveways and things. Um, so it was very stressful last year ending with the kids that we had a relationship with Think about how much stressful it's going to be this year going into a class of 25 kids or a, 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 a unit of 100 kids in middle school or high school, and, and your relationship is now um, online um, uh, virtually. And so it's it's something that we're not used to. Um, again, I think it's going to be a good opportunity to build relationships with the parents and constant um, calls. 
but I feel bad for the students that need that friendship, that need um, the camaraderie, that need the relationships that they're with. Um, I, you know, I'm just hoping and praying that we're going to get through this quick and that this, this time frame, you know, especially once we see these schools that are going to be in person, we're hoping they're going to do great and we'll be able to be back um, to school in person pretty soon. But it's, it's going to be stressful until we can get through this. There is so much unknown about COVID-19 and, you know, if you get sick, will you not have any symptoms? Will you get really, really sick with it? Do you yourself worry about going back into the classroom in that type of setting and just not knowing about coronavirus? Well, it, it, it's frightful because um, we don't know what's going on. I truly believe that, that our, our kids would be safe for the most part because I think that they can probably get this and be okay, but not all of them can. And so is it worth it for even one? And so we're all worried. Um, I'm very worried when we get back in there. I'm hoping we can get a vaccine soon. But even if Florida and Tennessee and these states that are going back in do really, really well, it's still lurking. And so no matter what happens, even if it was great, you get one child in one classroom. Now all of a sudden you have 25 kids that are quarantined for two weeks. Um, and so it's, it's, we're just up in the air with the stressfulness of it. We are very much worried about our health, especially for those with underlying health conditions. You know, we've got teachers that have been on cancer treatment, teachers that are, you know, have breathing problems. And so it is a very serious issue that we're worried about. Um, we're just trying to, you know, again, get through it together. I know that there is such seriousness around COVID-19, but also humor helps us get through life. And I know that you have already put out some videos sort of uh, around going back to school and coronavirus and COVID-19. I'm curious, when do you think of what you're going to put out into the world? Is it when the moment strikes you and you think, oh, my gosh, I've got to get to my car and I've got to shoot this? Or do you sort of come up with things throughout the day and then you compile them and then you get in the car and then you shoot that video that you put out on social media? Well, really, it just has to do with whatever comes by, usually during the school year, during a normal school year. Um, the videos are based on something that's happened at school or something that somebody has messaged me or something that I know that's coming up. You know, it's getting ready to be spring break, so let me do a video about teachers on spring break. Um, COVID has just been whatever's going on. You know, I did a Magic 8-Ball video um, <laughs> with the idea that they were making decisions on the Magic 8-Ball, and that was just humorous and sad because they don't know. Um, you know, we are asking people to make decisions for parents and educators and every other day something changes. And so it was real humorous, but yet, um, you know, not because the fact that that really truly feels like what we're thinking about, you know, are we going to have to wear masks and we shake the magic eight ball and say, well, maybe. Um, and then the video with the kids, um, the mask at school, we all know that when kids wear masks, they're going to shoot them with a slingshot. They're going to wear them on their heads. They're going to chew on them. Um, those just come natural. So really um, this time has been good, but I, I really wish I could put a completely humorous one out there. They've all been humorous with a serious undertone. And, but most of the videos just come up from real life, whatever we're dealing with, something that happened at school that day, something someone told me, um, or what's actually happening You know, with COVID, a good example, what's happening around us. I hope that everyone in their life has a teacher, a former teacher that has just really meant something to them. I 
have so many that I could sit here and rattle off, um, you know, going all the way back into my elementary days when I cried my eyes out that my PE teacher was leaving elementary school and going up to either the middle or the high school. And you would have thought it was the worst thing ever, but I was just going to miss him so much. And so I think we all have those stories. I'm curious with you as an educator, was there someone in your life that really inspired you or really meant a lot to you in terms of your educational backgrounds? Well, and I'm glad you asked that question because, you know, teachers say all the time in our little memes that it's not what you teach the kids, but it's the relationships that you build. Because I can't tell you, you know, I can tell you one lesson in all of my um, elementary, middle school, and high school career that I remember, but I remember a lot of teachers. My, my kindergarten teacher, Miss Kane, was just absolutely amazing. And I, her son was actually a friend of mine, and so I got to spend the night at her house. Um, Phoebe Miller was a high school um, a teacher of mine that had a tremendous um, effect on my life in encouraging me to go into the sport that I was in and to being a leader. Um, and so we can all pick out those teachers that have a personal effect on us. And it's not the instruction. I can't remember that Miss Miller was, you know, my algebra teacher and what she taught me in algebra, but I can remember having a conversation with her about her saying, I really think you should go out for the diving team because I think you do a good job of that. And you need to be able to step up some of the things for your college. And I remember those personal conversations and so we all have those teachers that we can look back on and what we're seeing is relationships we're not seeing the instruction the instruction was obviously there but what's most important is the way you build a relationship with the kids that you're with and, and I think teachers know that and most anybody would say what's your favorite teacher it's because of the relationship that you built with them Speaking of things that you remember about your former teachers I know this will be shocking but I actually had a teacher separate my best friend and I because she said that we encouraged each other to be shy. I quickly grew out of that, my mom says. Uh, but that that's one of those things that you sort of always remember. That's great. And isn't it funny how you can see your own personality in, in, in the, the relationships you had as you were growing up? That's great. Yeah. Mr. Brooks, I know that you deal a lot in humor, but the reality is that right now it's tough for a lot of parents because they – remember what March to May was like and now they're looking at another school year and especially if it is an all virtual for quite some time or even a split you know split schedule for their kids there are a lot of parents that are sort of at their wits end that they really don't know how they're going to get through this what advice do you have for them as they look at this new school year ahead of them well you know I, I think the idea is that we've got to be a community and that we are all watching out for each other and you know, the, the parents, the best part about what happened in March was the relationships I saw teachers build with parents because parents were having to rely on those teachers more through a phone call and text message. I don't understand that. And so see the good through this. And I do think part of the good in this is that there is going to be a different relationship between parents and teachers because they see the, the work ethic and how hard it is to be a teacher. They are building those um, communities through conversations, um, going to kids' houses and doing things that normally, you know, we see a kid six hours a day in front of us, then they go home. Well, now we're delivering food to them. We're knocking on the door when they're not there. Um, there can be some positives out of this. And I think one of the other positives is that we're a community. Um, you know, parents have to be supporting the teachers. Teachers have to be supporting the parents. Administration has to think about all those. Um, and it's real easy to just to think about your own paradigm but now we've got to think about parents who need childcare. We've got to think about teachers who have their own children. We've got to think about administrators who have to make these huge decisions for these communities. So I think one of the good things that's going to come out of this too is help us understand 
that we are truly a community and, and no one part of the community is more important than the other. I'm curious if you have ever put a video out into the world and then you had somebody say, um, is that me you're talking about or was that this that happened and it just happened to be me? Well, I'm really, really careful about never doing a video that, that would allow that. Yes. They say that because they think it was, but I would never do a video that would call it sure. out and you know do a video about throwing a Coke at a, at a parent because they were so mad if that had happened at school. Um, you know, generally, again, what happens at my school happens in Hawaii. And so that generally doesn't come out. A lot of will say that same thing happened to me, but I really try to make sure that it can't be pinned on one parent or one teacher or one specific situation. But again, every situation that's happened here in Lexington has happened all over the United States and all over the world. What I want to know is when is Mr. Brooks going to get his own TED Talk? Because I think he would be perfect for that. And it's funny that you say that because that is one of my bucket list things. I, I had several friends that do that. And uh, that is one of those things that I need to be able to figure out um, and be able to get on because I just love TED Talks. I love the instructional ones. I love the, the, um, the podcast ones. And that is a bucket list for me. So Let's say by the end of the year, I will be have been on TED Talks. That is awesome and well-deserved. You will be great at that. I want to get a plug-in for something for you. I just happened to be scouring through social media, and I noticed that you now have your own line of goods, if you will, that you are peddling and putting out there also into the world. So talk to me about uh, kind of this new venture for you. Yeah, absolutely. We've um, I just did a, a planner. I've got a shirt that says, um, uh, um, education strong, which is, you know, again, my, my code word for educators. Um, and so I've got t-shirts on there. We've got a brand new planner. I've got a brand new cup, which I was able to um, collaborate with, with Ray Dunn. And so I've got a Ray Dunn cup that says seriously on it. Um, and so it's been great because the fact that I, I love the fact that teachers who follow me say seriously and, and that when they wear the shirt or when they have that cup, they know that they're relating to teachers again all over the world. And so big, huge blessing to be able to sell those things, get those out to the teachers. And then they love to absolutely wear them either as grade levels or just as friends. It's been great. I know that the goal in most everything that you do is to inspire and to encourage your fellow educators. But I'm guessing that you probably get a lot out of this as well in your own heart in terms of being able to give back to, you know, those people around you that are going through the same daily grind that you've been through and, and are going through. Oh, absolutely. It is, it is a huge, huge beyond blessing to me. Um, uh, all of it is. And, and whenever I'm having a bad day or somebody has jumped on me that they didn't like a video or didn't like this, I get five other ones that, that are just, you know, really, truly sending me life changing. You know, I was really sad about this. I was praying about this. You spoke to me. You know, even I just did a live video three days ago and I had so many people message me about one of the object lessons that I put in there that they had been going through that. And it is just absolutely uplifting to know that something that I've gone through and I share. Um, is really, truly affecting other people positively. And I know people say, oh, gosh, it's such a blessing. But really and truly, the blessing is mine from meeting so many people and being able to talk to so many people and being um, influenced by all these educators that, that message me and talk to me. It's, it's fantastic. Well, 
Well, you are certainly one of my favorite educators, if I can say that correctly. I feel like any student and really any fellow educator who has come in contact with you has certainly uh, been blessed to be able to kind of make that connection with you. If people want to keep up with you, they want to find you, they want to watch those videos, they want to get the planner or the t-shirts, how do people find you? Well, all of my um, social media um, taglines are Gary Brooks P-R-I-N, like principal. And Gary is G-E-R-Y, so it's Gary Brooks P-R-I-N, G-E-R-Y, B-R-O-K-S, P-R-I-N. And that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And so anytime they want to message me, um, if they message me on Facebook, it comes directly to me. And they can just Google um, Gary Brooks as long as they spell G-E-R-Y. Um, uh, any of the Facebook videos will come up. And they, there's a little button that says message me. That comes directly to my email. I always answer those. And so any of those social media accounts come to me and I check them. Um, and, of course, I'm in the Fayette County um, uh, Schools. You can always find web uh, email addresses through Fayette County Schools. But you can message me on any of those social media platforms. It's all the same tagline um, and find me there. Well, I really appreciate you, Mr. Brooks. I know that you and so many educators across the state of Kentucky are getting ready to go into a very stressful time with a lot on your plate. So I appreciate just a little bit of your time. You know, when I started this podcast, it was simply to talk to people who I think are making Kentucky an even better place to live, work, and love. And you are certainly doing that. So, sir, thank you so much. Well, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. I certainly appreciate the opportunity to be able to share, and I appreciate your support that you have for um, educators, not only here in Lexington, but pretty much all over the world. I, I greatly appreciate the time.